We're just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. If you're scientifically literate, the world looks very different to you. It's not just a lot of mysterious things happening. There's a lot we understand out there. And that understanding empowers you. If you base medicine on science, you kill people. If you base the design of planes on science, they fly. If you base the design of rockets on science, they reach the moon. It works, bitches. Welcome back to Really Radio 149. This is our science segment recorded Friday, March 31st, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really. I'm your host, Andy Cowan, and I have with me again uh, David O'Connor and Daniel Atherton. Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, as usual, we make mistakes, so if you find something egregious that we have done, said, or that we need to know about, please let us know. Send us a note at oh really Radio Podcast at gmail.com or phone it in at 470-222-ORLY. That's 6759. And thank you to our patron supporters at patreon.com. Uh, we've got Donald Davis, Melissa G., Henry, Daniel Duncan, and Dan Smith. Thank you all for contributing to the show and keeping the lights on around here. Okay. So, <clears throat> science! It's been a busy week for science. Specifically in the realm of one Elon Musk. He's been Yay, busy. Tony Stark. <clears throat> yeah, he's been busy. So... Uh, specifically, his companies have been busy. SpaceX, uh, today, was it today? No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Thursday. Uh, the Falcon 9 rocket, uh, delivered SES-10, a commercial communication satellite for SES, the, that's a particular satellite manufacturer company, uh, to geostationary transfer orbit. The SES-10 mission marked a historic milestone on the road to full and rapid reusability as the world's first reflight of an orbital-class rocket. Falcon 9's first stage for SES-10 mission previously supported the successful CRS-8 mission in April of 2016. So, less than a year turnaround, and it's back in the sky did a successful launch and landed successfully on the barge. Of course, I still love you. Yes, I still love Elon Musk. <laughs> now, well, reusability is yep. now a thing. That's right. That's right. We, we have reusable rockets now. That's cool, <laughs> said a friend of mine. <laughs> so, um, it, this makes turnaround times so much shorter. Mm-hmm. And it also makes development a lot easier. You can get a fleet. You can have a fleet of reusable rockets. And I think that's where his next goal is turning up, because Elon Musk, of course, he likes the Twitter. So I've got three of his tweets, tweets um, in the show notes, and of course, which are available out on our website. I don't know how you wouldn't know about it. Oh, really? Radio.com. This is show 149, so uh, the B side, you'll find it in Under Science. So the first one was... Come on, browser. Incredibly proud of the SpaceX team for achieving this milestone in space. Next goal is... 
reflight within 24 hours. That's a goal. Of a rocket, people. <laughs> yep. We're going to do one launch per day on the same rocket. And the the amount, the, the cost reduction per flight will utterly wreck the United Launch Alliance, who already cannot compete with the current cost of... Oh. We can have a we can have a little sidebar discussion about ULA and and some of the other things they're doing in a minute. Let's finish up. And the up things with, that they said that weren't possible. Uh, like that. Oh no 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 no. Hang on hang on. No, it is possible. It is. And they, we'll, they and we'll, we'll get there. Openly stated. No, no, but hang on. Hang on. Way. Hang on. Not the way they do it. <laughs> Fair. They were honest <laughs> in their own in their own realm. Uh, so, there were a couple other tweets that uh, that he unleashed, and these are kind of kind of groundbreaking. Okay, so the next big one. This was the Falcon Nine. Yeah. There's a bigger one that they're working on, and this is the one that's going to that is in theory going to take us to Mars. Okay, and that Ooh. is that's the Falcon Heavy. Which is basically... <laughs> I don't think it's just called the Heavy. Well, the, it's basically three three Falcon 9s strapped together. Okay? Let's just put duct tape. Well, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. <laughs> I'm sure that... But duct tape is magic. At least, they used at least three bolts. At least three, and probably, probably three rolls four. of duct tape. Or more. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, going 40K this. This is orc technology. We're just going to strap them together. Well, yep. they each have nine Merlin engines, so each one of them has nine Merlin engines, so it's three times the thrust. It's a big thing. Uh, but, you know, hey, Merlin's we had boosters. Later. We had boosters on the space shuttle, so strapping bits and bobs together, it works. We know this. So it's not impossible. You know, they managed to do it in the 80s, actually the late 70s. So, of course, they can do it. <laughs> How many... How many Merlins does it take to change a light bulb on the ISS? Seriously, really? Currently really? nine. Currently, <laughs> that's 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 it true. It takes nine Merlins. It takes okay. nine Merlins to get a payload to the ISS to ch- ISS to change the the. It's light, true. Light bulb. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the Falcon Heavy <laughs> has not launched yet because the center one is is much larger, you know, longer. It has a second stage cowling and and I guess a third stage. Um, but oh, they're going to start yeah. the test flights late summer this year. Did you see the next one about the heavy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know how I said that it had that second stage thing that was, you know, yeah. larger on the top of the Falcon 9 center body? Uh, his next tweet was considering trying to bring the upper stage back on Falcon Heavy demo flight for full reusability. Odds of success are low, but maybe worth a shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what this guy's wow. got on, on on his mind for this. So, it's Jeez. pretty impressive. Just what they're working on for SpaceX is is doing some amazing stuff. And uh, given that I I could see the launch very clearly from my driveway, 
I, I, <laughs> I live in Merritt Island, so it's it's just on the northern tip because they, yeah. Just Easy. the tip. It is just the tip. Okay. But that, but Elon wasn't done this week. Earlier in the week, he made another kind of earth-shaking revelation announcement. And he launched a company, at least he's partnered with a company, to merge your brain with a computer. So about that immortality thing. <laughs> yes. Um, so according, uh, yeah, according to the Wall Street Journal, the company is called Neuralink. One word. Uh, actually, it'd be Neural, I-N-K, Neuralink. Um, it's still in the early stage of development. Um, no public presence at all. So it's kind of a think tank on how to how to make this work. But in a couple talks that Musk had given in last year, year previous, he talked about neural lace. And this is his concept for something that would be basically injected into the the area of your, your head between the, the bag that holds your brain and the cerebral fluid. And then it would expand out like a lace work and attach to the parts of your brain that it needs to. And then you would just think about it and things would work. But of course, as we've seen in a lot of uh, amputee patients, making things like that happen is a learning process. It takes a lot of time to integrate fully with your uh, prosthetic even yeah. if that prosthetic happens to be inside your brain. Probably more so, because you're training your brain to do something that it wasn't meant to do. But, just in your case... Your brain will just do it. In ca- yeah, in case you're wondering, the brain is a very pliable organ. It, it learns to do things that it wasn't meant to do, because that's what it's for. Yeah. And there there have been people with two arms that then... You know, got an implant and then added a third mechanical arm and were able to use it. So, can we have three arms? Yes. Yes, we can. So, (laughs) I I just want to read this tweet because I love it so much. Make it so. In part because he must buy his tinfoil from the same place I do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Long Neuralink piece coming out on at Wait But Why in about a week. Difficult to dedicate the time, but existential risk is too high not to. Oh, is this about his worry about AI taking over? Yeah. Yes, because that's that's the other portion of this. He feels very strongly that the only way to combat an AI is to become a better human, basically. Robot. To become a cyborg. To yeah. become part computer, to be able to keep up with them. Hey, if, guess what? Ghost in the Shell came out this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of people that are worried about artificial intelligence kind of taking and off. singularity. Yeah. Well, yeah. The singularity is not going to be a single event. It's going to be 
a series of slow incremental things where it's like, oh, yeah, I think the singularity happened a little while ago here. We're now post-singularity. All of a sudden. Yeah. We'll just well, not notice. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen in the background. We won't mm-hmm. notice it until it has already been in effect for some time. Until our but, computers start killing us. Oh, I didn't know that that was that was wrong. I didn't mean that. So, but you know, I'm I'm really excited about about, about this one because this has the potential to solve one one of history's and life's greatest issues is when when you die. For the most part, all the information that you've accrued in your time on this little blue ball is lost. Hmm. This does not do that. This allows an interface into that. This is yet one but stepping stone. this is the stone. step. Yeah, this is the big stepping stone. The, this is the step. The direct neural interface to computation. This is, this is how we get to Deckers and Riggers. For, for, those, for those of you that prefer Shadowrun to real life, which, you know, why not? Yep. Yep, that's, uh, that's, that's the, how this happens. This is when instead of using... Uh, a steering wheel or joysticks or keyboards, we plug something into our head. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... It or wireless be, interface. With this and the... Eventually. Say, uh... Ooh, special glasses. Which will give the appearance of being telekinetic. Well, we, already in Shadowrun, we're talking about uh, personal wireless networks. Well, yeah, but we already have personal wireless networks. It's called Bluetooth. You know, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's a, a, a small net wireless network that works within 30 feet of you. Um, yeah. But with this, um, you know, just kind of thinking, because we're, we're kind of armchair futurists around here. You might have noticed on this show. You know, we, we like to think about the future because it makes us happy. You know, that potentially something could be better in the future. I think everybody does Sometimes, it a, yeah. I think everybody does it to a degree. <laughs> Yeah, some some of the things we also we also like there's, our there's dystopias. There's an optimist buried in here somewhere. We like our dystopias too, but you know, it's plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where we are. So with this, depending on how it interfaced, you know, we, we a large portion of our brain is devoted to visual input. We're very visual creatures, and uh, frankly. If there's any sight, any um, sense that I would lose, that I would really miss the most, it'd be vision. I really would like vision to to still be a thing, and that I'm not the only one with that fear. So, I think if a neural lace was overlaid on top of my brain, and they were able to do a visual interface into that where all I'd have to do is just close my eyes and then I could see overlaid over my optic nerve, essentially. But without it being the optic nerve, it'd just be in the cortex that's handling that visual response anyway. So that way you don't have to have cyber eyes. It's just... Yeah, but I want them. Well, yeah, of course you do. But I just want a HUD. In, that's, that's more invasive <laughs> surgery, perhaps. I mean, with this, oh. with... With uh, with Musk's idea, you know, maybe a small hole and 
literally a, a needle goes in and squirts in the neural lace and it goes everywhere. That's his idea. Yeah. How it's powered, I have no idea. But micro machines. Well, you know, we we just a, a small difference in temperature. You know, could could can generate electricity. Yeah. So it is perfectly possible that as long since your body is already maintaining a, a pleasant ninety eight and a half degrees Fahrenheit that that alone could possibly power these man-machine interfaces. So, yeah. yeah, that's... Why not? Why not? But, yeah, there's a, this is an exciting development, and, and I want more of it. And, you know, or, um, let's see here. It is 2017, and we have a crazy man with a lot of money and a lot of pull and a lot of history of success working on something like this. And for um, clarity, his name is not Trump. His name is not Trump. <laughs> and he's Who not even American. Has the appearance of having Far Remember, things. immigrants, immigrants people, Musk is South African. Done. Musk is South African. Just, you know, yeah. keep that in mind. Immigrants make the make our country a better place. And, in fact, the world a better place. He's a wonderful example of that. So, mm-hmm. there's some, some amazing stuff coming. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not too old to get this within my lifetime. Oh, yeah. I'm not too old for this. I, well, there, may, there have... I may live long enough to live forever. The, the nice. technology, <laughs> there's been already been demonstrations where they can put a chip directly interface to your brain mm-hmm. and you can train your brain to interface with that chip that in a way that allows you to operate things. They've done this with monkeys. Yeah. Uh, they have done this with humans. Uh, it's super costly. The machinery is very large currently, mm-hmm. but as technology goes, Things get smaller. Miniaturization mm-hmm. is just a matter of time, not if. <laughs> right. Prototypes are always big and ugly. But, yeah, as, but as things get refined, it's like, yep, that's how we need it. Okay, we can make that smaller and smaller thing. and smaller. 14 Carbon nanometers. nanotubes. Well, 14 yep. nanometer processes for, for CPUs now. Yep. That's darn small, folks. Darn small. So that's uh, that's coming to a brain pan near you, perhaps, uh, within your lifetime. Hopefully, within mm. your lifetime. Okay, so, Dan, you found something, and I, I wonder why you're looking at things like vertebrae. I wonder why on earth you'd be looking at something like this. How are you feeling, by the way? How, how is, how is your, your back? Uh, I had my injection uh, same day as the previous show. Uh, I am currently feeling... Not much better than when I had before the injection, so mm. I'll keep you guys posted. Um, so that's two injections? Yeah, that's two. Uh, and you were saying series. that after two injections, if there was no change... Yeah, it's probably surgery. That's the surgical route. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm sorry for that. But, hey, you found this. Maybe there's hope for you, so go ahead and, and lay yeah. this on the line um, for us. Th- this is... Th- in so many ways, this is great, and also kind of combines with your, how can we fix this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 
we we just had a our first 3D printed spinal restoration surgery has happened. Oh yeah. They they 3D printed a titanium copy for and then were able to pl- replace the damaged vertebrae in just 10 hours. 10 hours of surgery replaced broken vertebrae. Wow. And so with the 3D printing technology, you're not having to you know fabricate a generic part. It can be custom. Right. So the perfect replacement a, a yeah. like factory original was inserted into this woman a uh, an 32-year-old Indian woman. Uh, okay. Okay, so so 30, 32 yeah. years old. Okay, so that's that's giving me hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, again. So how to go? And with, with, with CT and MRI scans as a reference, uh, the dummy spine was perfectly sized for the patient's needs. After much testing by design teams from India, the U.S., and Sweden for biomechanics and stress resistance, the final implant was created. Um, it, it it was an intense surgery. Um, it was re- a replacement between the first and fourth ver- vertebrae, bridging the gap within the damaged spine. Um, and, and the woman is expected yeah. to recover fully in two weeks and live a normal life. Why? Just two weeks. Two-week two recovery week. time from a 10-hour surgery on the spine. In her That's neck area. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the, the reason her the spine was damaged, one. The, the reason her spine was damaged, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if this really is going to make that big of a difference to the overall thing, but, you know, for, for those listeners out there that may be thinking, oh, my God, yes, please, this is exactly what I need. Um, it was a severe case of tuberculosis, um, and it weakened and removed support for her head through the first, second, and third cervical vertebrae. Interesting. Yep. So, but huh? But this this can help people who, due to illness, not necessarily injury, but due to illness, mm-hmm. have the threat of not being able to walk again, or the threat of paralysis. This can make it go away. You can live a healthy, normal life. Again, this is the future yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what we'll do in ten more years. And again, titanium, yeah. which is the. Do you want a titanium metal. spine? It'll last better than your your meaty, cheesy human spine. But as we need replacement parts, we can actually. Right now, we can't necessarily grow them. That technology's a good ways off. But we can print you. A, a a a new one, a replacement, not not for necessarily the whole thing. I think that's way far off. Uh, but for for damage caused by illness, we now have the technology. It's there. Now we just have to refine it more, 
and make it cheaper. Yeah, I wonder how much this cost. A lot, but this was all printed titanium. So, well, this yeah, there's that. Spendy, but a lot of that is just you know, I'm not talking bootstrapping this process all the way up from R and I'm talking you know just the okay, you got the part and you know the actual surgery and everything. A ten hour surgery that's that's kind of kind of a big deal anyway. What am I saying? Kind of a big deal. It was on her spine. Yeah, this is a big freaking deal. So, yeah, it's it's impressive. I've, I I do have uh, for those of you that are just listening in audio, I do have the uh, the pictures of the spinal replacements here. Um, yeah, on our, the, on our this, video. this 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 tested one. This wasn't necessarily the ones that went in her, but this was one of the ones that was uh, in in the refinement testing phase. Yeah, one of the precasts that, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting stuff. I mean, I'm I'm wondering because there's a lot of nerves. Obviously, I mean that this is well, this no, is everything. The vertebrae doesn't hold the nerves. It, 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 it's your support structure. The actual, you know, nerve bundles and yeah. whatnot is underneath. Right. So not through. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. It runs Which my, parallel. My assumption had always been that it was through. Yeah, no. I thought so as well, because no, of the it, whole it, pinching it, of the of the ver- of the uh, the discs and everything. I can tell you with my injury, no, it doesn't run through because uh, your your spine is your support support structure. Yeah, the actual nerves, the spinal nerve column. Yeah, that that runs along it, and that's part of the reason why I have my problem, is because. As the surgeon put it, the jelly went out of the donut, and the the the, uh, the disc, which is your 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 squishy little sponges that yeah. that make it so that you work right, got squeezed, and as it's protruding, uh, it's pressing on those nerves and causing me no end of pain. Uh, right, because it. it- Still has to some of those nerves travel, you know, through that uh, that donut. Well, not through the donut. The donut next to that, it. That now flattened yeah. donut is pressing on it. Oh, okay. So as it got squeezed out, it's hitting the nerve. Yeah. Uh. The 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 the, the, the squished disc is pressing hmm. on it because they run right parallel to each other. So if anything happens to those wonderful spongy discs. And causes them to get pancaked and they are now protruding when they shouldn't be. Mm. No end of trouble. <laughs> that's that's where you get, you know, all of a sudden I've lost, you know, feeling in my right hand. That that's sort of trouble. Yeah, it's like I can still move it, but I can't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Well, that's amazing. We've got some uh, got some really great stuff that we can look forward to. Perhaps immortality and uh, plenty of replacement parts on the way. Titanium mm-hmm. replacement parts, three D printed, custom to you. And of course, when I say immortality, I do mean you're going to be in a computer. <laughs> you know, that's you're but going you're going to be not lost. Yeah, you are not lost. You're going to be turned into a computer program. You're which, going to be physically linked into the internet. Yeah. It's I wouldn't sort of mind being a repository. Forever. This is how we become the Borg Collective. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That is the way of it. And with that, 
If you've enjoyed what we've done here and you'd like to help us out, there's a few ways. You can donate to the show through www.patreon.com slash radio and get early access to full show content. When life lets me do things like that. You can make the algorithms work for us by reviewing us on iTunes to boost our ranking. Use your words, tell somebody about us, and of course, engage with us directly. Send us a message on the social medias or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're the more talkative sort, we've got 470-222-ORLY, that's 6759. It's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time with us. This has been O'Reilly Radio, part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0, United States license, including the music Rocket and Pimchia, created by Kevin McLeod of Encomtech.com. We'll see you real soon.